everybody. So this is Dr. Sherry and welcome to Men Power Talks. So we have a wonderful guest with us and he is Samora Sabukwe and we thank him for being with us. We are continuing our series and it is justice and it is really talking about the awakening the African-American man. And so we are going to continue with just learning about how men feel about where we are today and how men are really going to take us to the next level of receiving justice for all. So welcome, Samora. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, so we want to go ahead and get this interview um, started. Um, as you know, this podcast is really talking about um, men and really um, men taking the lead. And so in this climate, it is really, I could say, telling um, right now um, where we are. And so can you just give us a little bit of background of who you are um, and just, um, just a little bit about who you are? Okay. Uh, first, I would like to say is it's wonderful to be here, and I, I appreciate this podcast because I think it's so needed in the community. Uh, again, my name is Samora Sabukwe. Uh, I was born in a small town called Etta, Mississippi. Uh, I was homeschooled uh, K through 12th grade, along with my other nine brothers and sisters. Uh, we kind of grew up on a farm. Uh, we, you know, planted our own food, um, built our own homes. Uh, so we were very you know, we talk, We were taught how to be independent, and I think it's something that we need to get back to. I mean, we can talk about that uh, later. Okay. But at the same time, I, you know, I went to school at uh, Alabama A&M University. I uh, got my BS degree uh, in social science, uh, and I also have master certifications in business and economics and international economics. So I also, uh, now, in addition to being a teacher, I also uh, run a company called Unique Seminars but we train uh, adults but with a uh, specific interest for youth on um, okay. business plan writing um, and also financial literacy. So that's who I am. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So a lot of background and economics and self-sufficiency. And that's, mm -hmm. that's where we need to be. We need yes. self-sufficient as African-Americans. Yes. Great. Yes. All right. So that'll get us started. Um, so a family who's already understand the power of independence of African-Americans and laying that foundation, I mm -hmm. mean, you can really inform where we need to be now and what's been lacking. Mm -hmm. So being from that um, environment, did, your, did you um, experience any um, I guess, racial discrimination growing up um, as a, a kid in grade school or high school? Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting because um, I would say, because I grew up in a, a small city, but we is, it was very close to the University of Mississippi, okay. uh, which is known as Ole Miss. So mm -hmm. we would always, you know, you know see how, um, we would see the Ku Klux Klan marching <laughs> all the time. You know, on the campus because they didn't want to get rid of certain like the Confederate flag. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of that going on during that time period of my, me growing up. So we were participating in some of those demonstrations. Uh, 
and you know, of course, I've always experienced, you know, experiences had experiences with the police. The police would always, you know, stop us for no reason at all, and particularly me and my brothers. Uh, and so, you know, we would experience that where they would stop us and, you know, say that I, I tell light was out and it wasn't. And mm-hmm. uh, also, I know my brother, they stopped him at one point and tried to throw drugs in his car. Oh, so wow. we, we have the, had those type of experiences. And, you know, I've actually had the police stop me and my brothers and pour guns out on us, you know, and put them to, to our heads. How old were uh, you? So we, we have had experiences with the police. But, the, you know, the good thing is about it is that not the good thing about that, but we've already always resisted it mm-hmm, <laughs> in mm-hmm. terms of fighting it. Uh, so I've been involved in a lot of organizations growing up, uh, thankful to my parents, because we grew up in a, you know, African-centered household where we were aware of who we are as a people. So mm-hmm. we always were taught to fight these type of uh, injustices that exist in our community. So um, we've been in a lot of organizations and participated in a lot of organizations that actually fought against some of these injustices that not only did I experience, but my siblings experienced, but other brothers and sisters as well. Okay. So when these guns and things were um, presented at you or pointed at you, how about how old were you? Well, I was around 17 at that time. Okay. And not, I mean, I mean, not only did they pulled the guns on us, but they had them cocked. So, you know, and having that experience at that age, and they say we went down the wrong street. So we made a, a, a wrong turn. Uh, so, you know, just to have that type of experience just lets you know where you are in terms of the United States and our relationship with the police. Uh, it has not been a good history for us in, in the United States. And I think it's something we have to constantly fight against in order to change it. And that's traumatizing. It's very, very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And, and, I and, agree. Yeah, and it's like, and how does that shape, you know, you as a man, you know, that mm-hmm. trauma? And, you know, they talk about, you know, mental health. And that's one of the things on this podcast, you know, we are going to be talking about health. So when you talk about um, your experience and your siblings experience, what about others, you know, like that you may have um, other people being harassed? Um, by yes, I, I, right, yes I've, I've had friends who's been harassed by the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've all had similar stories. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the sad realities of this is that you know, most of my friends have, have had guns pulled on them by the police. Most of my friends have been accosted by the police or stopped by the police for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's, it's sort of just like being in, in when we were enslaved, because wow. you never know when is your day. And I think that's the, the health part that you're talking about, because that's a stressful situation. You don't know what to expect when the police stopped you. And that's, that's something that brings about stress. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's, it's causing a lot of early deaths, in my opinion, because Black people are so stressed out in this country as to what's going to happen next. Right. Whenever the police stops you, it's not like being in, in the white community where they're, they're here to serve and protect. But when they stop Black people, it's more so, you know, is this my last day? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have that level of stress uh, is something that we have to really talk about and organize around because, like you said in, in your opening, that we suffer in silence in a lot of, these, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have these type of conversation so that we can see what's the best method to actually change these these issues that exist in our community. Yes, absolutely. Um, I guess my um, next question, I guess, would be around, so we know what exists and we know what's just happened. I mean, the uprising, the 
the protests, the marching, the mm -hmm. rioting, um, George Floyd, you know, he didn't know what was going to happen on that day. Right. That, that he, not only did he lose his life, but he, he gained so much for so many people. Yes. You know, he gained notoriety. He gained um, notoriety, not for himself, but just for, for so many African-Americans to be able to stand up for their rights, to stand up for yeah. justice, to stand up yeah. for enough is enough. Mm -hmm. That so many people didn't know that this is what African-Americans deal with every single day. Yeah. That they, when they get stopped by the police, they don't know if this is their last day. They don't know that this causes high blood pressure, mm -hmm. that this causes stress, that this causes heart attacks. They yeah. don't, they, people didn't know. Our, some of our good white friends, they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he brought that to the forefront. Do you have um, any sentiments um, that came to you? Uh, what came up for you with all of this? That, well, well, let me just say first, you know, I, I send prayers to George Floyd and, and his family. Yes. Uh, it, it's never good when someone loses their life, and, you know, especially at the hands of injustice. Mm -hmm. So I just want to, you know, take a moment to, to recognize, uh, you know, his family and his children and just hope that they uh, are dealing with this in the best possible way. I will say, the, the, you know, it's always a positive to come out of a negative. And we have never seen this level of, of protest. We have never seen this level of people speaking out and speaking up uh, for these injustices that we've been facing all along. Before we could have uh, video cameras to record it, we've been suffering from this. Uh, and we all know, as, as African-Americans or, or Black people in this country, what we have been faced with. So it's, it's good to see that people are standing up. It's good to see that people are coming together and uniting. And I think that's one of the best things we can do and as, as Black people. I think we have to begin to say that we're going to put aside the petty arguments that we have mm -hmm. and focus on a higher goal. And right now, our goal should be um, to be free. Our goal should be to, to fight against injustices and, and create a world that's fair for Black people, create a world where Black people do not have to worry or stress about the police when they stop in them, we create a world where young people don't have to worry about if their parents are coming home. It's our responsibility to create that world. And mm -hmm. I think that with, with shows like this and the community organizations that exist, uh, we're putting ourselves in a better position to create that type of world because we have to hand this world to our children. That's and if, right. if, if this world is in the shape that it's in now, then our children will have to carry this heavy burden just as I'm carrying it now from when my parents handed it to me. And you're carrying it from when your parents handed it to you. So we have to be uh, making sure that we have put ourselves in a constant position to do better, to be better, and to put aside, again, these petty arguments that we're having with each other that does not change the fact that we are being treated unfairly. It does not change the fact that our economic conditions in this country are terrible. It does not change the fact that our health conditions in this country are terrible. And we have to begin to, to, to shape that world that we want to see. And it's up to us to do that. Awesome. And that went right into the to the next question, because it's like, you know, do you see things getting better? And, you know, what do you think that we need to do to right the wrongs for the for the next generation? You know, and, and, yeah, I, I will say I do see things getting getting better. I see that black people are beginning to wake up 
Yeah. And, and the fact that we all are beginning to wake up is making it better within itself. And mm -hmm. I've been in, in, in organizational work since I was seven years old. And that means that I've been been in the streets uh, with, with uh, people who are involved in riots against the police. I've been in organizations where we created our own community-based pro projects where we took care of our own communities. I've been in these type of organizations since I was seven. So I've seen some change just from, from being in the organizational work that I've been involved in. And now I see, what I see most is black people coming to a level of, of awakeness that's mm -hmm. gonna change the whole foundation of, mm -hmm. of our injustice. And, and the more awake that we become in terms of our abilities to be self-independent, uh, our ability to control our own destiny, destiny yes. I think this world would definitely be a much better place and I think we're going to have some allies in that. Yeah. As you see, when you look at these marches, you don't just see black people out there marching. You see a slew of people out here marching because people are fed up with injustices that we face. And I think yeah. Malcolm X said it best. He said, you know, in the 1960s, not only are the, the Negroes, he's calling Negroes at that time, but his point was well taken. Not only are they fed up with injustice, but you'll see a, a, a lot of other races fed up with this type of injustice. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, we have the alliances and then the, the Mexican community will align with this because they suffer from a lot of the same situations. Right. The Latino community will align with this because they suffer from a lot of the same situations. And even to a degree, some of these white people will align with this because some of the poor whites suffer from this situation as well there in terms is. of classism. So we have to look at that and say, uh, regardless of the fact, even if they don't align with us, it is our responsibility, it is our duty to change this world that we the black world that exists and make it a better place not for only the adults but in particular for our children because they're the ones who are coming up and they're gonna have to deal with this yeah and one young man that was on tv and it touched my heart i mean he's like i am so tired of this mm -hmm. and i don't want to bring my kids into this mm -hmm. you know because they've been so marginalized you know, mm -hmm. so marginalized, you know, by, you know, being a mother myself and seeing the injustices of my son, he goes into a workplace. Mm -hmm. He's got to work with all these people as a team mm -hmm. and he can never move ahead. He can never, mm -hmm. you know, be respected for his, what he brings to the table. You know, he can have uh, gotten his certificate in this particular skill, but mm -hmm. he can never, um, you know, dance with them, you know, that's my word, right. um, because he's not respected, you know, right. and, it's, and it's always bumping his head, um, you know, I mean, they're always saying, you, you know, you got to be, you know, two notches better or 10 notches better, right, right. Um, but why, you know, we, we, you know, we, everybody has great ideas, we're all innovative, but when you bring all these different diverse ideas together. I mean, you get great in, you know, inventions, you get great um, innovative products. Mm. And so we, we have to really push that. Um, and and I, I wanna add to that if I, if I could. Mm -hmm. I, I think your point is well taken. Is mm -hmm. that I, I, I know all of the people, places I've been in this world, all the people that I've met in this world, I met a lot of talented black people. Mm -hmm. Now, could you imagine if all of us um, brought those resources together mm -hmm. and utilized those resources to build the best businesses that we could build, to build mm -hmm. the best, best health institutions that we could build, mm -hmm. to build the best governments that we can build, 
And we really have to look at this world, this, the United States is operating as a nation within a nation. And that's how we have to see it. Because mm -hmm. if we uh, bring our resources together, then we can start to generate the opportunities for ourselves. So uh, uh, people like your son wouldn't have to go into their institutions to, to try to compete with them because we can use him in our own institutions. And I think that's the type of level of thinking we have to begin to think about. And you know, I know this is about, this is a, a, a podcast for men, and I just want to challenge men to step up to that. I think mm -hmm. men have to begin to step up and, and, and lead that in a way, in the mm -hmm. sense of now I'm going to take charge of my own destiny. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily having to lead it, but we have to begin to say that as men. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take charge of my destiny. I'm going to take charge of how I see and the power in my family and push them to the best place that they can be. I'm going to take charge of how my community responds mm -hmm. to injustices. And I think I see a lot of the young men doing that in the streets. Yep. But we have to begin to do that in our homes. We have to begin to do that in our daily lives and really push each other as men. Yeah, and it's, 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 it, you know, playtime is over. It is. Yeah, it, it it, playtime is over. It's time to put on your big boy pants and your, actually, it's your, it's your, it's your man pants. Yeah. It's time to get down to business, um, mm -hmm. you know, because the world is depending on men to take the lead. And mm -hmm. I think, um, that's why it's so important to have these man talks. Mm -hmm. So I certainly appreciate you um, for coming on. Um, a little bit again about the manpower talks. You know, it's a place for men to come and to share and to help other men in the areas of health, finances, and relationships. Um, when we're talking finances, it's just to handle finances, how to get finances, how to mm -hmm. get careers, how to start a career, how to start a business, health, you know, again, what's causing good health, natural health, um, maintaining health, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking relationships, how to build relationships, keep a relationships, um, if you're, if you're divorced, how to, um, you know, get through a divorce or how not to get a divorce or how to get married if you divorce, how to have a good relationship with your children, you know, mm -hmm. or how to raise good children, all those kinds of things we want men to be able to share, you know, best practices and, you know, with one another. Um, bring mm -hmm. an expert sometime, but also just kind of hear from a man and what they found that works. And right, so right, we right. just want a, a place for that um, for, for, for men. Mm -hmm. And so um, also, again, I'm, you know, Dr. Uh, Cherry, and I am a um, International Coaching Federation coach. And, you know, if men need a coach, you know, I'm very reasonable. Um, and so want your own very, very own coach, um, you can definitely get a hold of me at www.menpowertalks.com and I'll be glad to um, you know, get back with any man who needs a coach in any of those areas. Um, and so again, you know, we'll be doing this series uh, for a little while and then we'll be getting back to those topics. Um, and the, this uh, podcast is really short. You know, people can listen to it in the car while exercising, you know, so be sure to share it. Um, any parting um, comments, Maura? 
Yeah, uh, well, Dr. Chair, I appreciate you for, uh, for you know allowing this space for me to come on and actually have conversation and dialogue. Uh, I will say that I just uh, hope that we continue down this progress that we're making in, in terms of rejecting the idea that injustice is normal because it's not. And I ask that we as men continue to hold each other accountable uh, in terms of if you see a brother out there who is uh, you know, participating in domestic violence, uh, we need to reject that. If we see a brother out there that's not taking care of his family, we need to reject that. And we need to hold each other accountable. And I think that's a message for men. If we see the injustice that exists in our community as men, we have to reject that. And the best way to reject it is to educate ourselves on it and to, to get out here in these communities to make sure that we are raising our children and to make sure that we are holding each other accountable when we're, when we're not being our best selves. And when we're being our best selves, I would ask the man to encourage you to continue because sometimes the road gets hard. So just continue to encourage and continue to encourage each other and the women continue to encourage men in providing spaces like this. And I think we'll be a better place. The world will be a better place. The black community will be a better place. So thank you for having me. Great. Thank you for coming. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much.